Welcome back to the Unstuck Movement. As always, I am your host, Rob Z. Thank you for being a part of this platform. We created the Unstuck Movement to help you break the chains that have been holding you back in your life. So if you feel stuck at a point in your life and you're not sure how to get out of that stuckness, right? What do I need to do to find the next level of my potential? How do I break that glass ceiling and have that breakthrough that I'm looking for? The whole point of this podcast is to bring people in who've had incredible breakthroughs in their lives to give you the inspiration, to tell you the story, to show you it's possible, that it can be done for you also to find those breakthroughs and reach a higher level of your potential. I got to thank the sponsors who make this thing possible. Ama, the author, Millionaire Academy, the Connected Leaders Academy, and Unleash You Now. Thank you so much for being supporters of this podcast and of this unstuck movement. You can get information about them in the bio and the show notes. Make sure you check them out and see what they're all about. All three of those are amazing companies led by amazing individuals. Speaking of amazing individuals today on the unstuck movement, Julie Medesi is here. She is the founder of Avexia Health and Wellness, dedicated to empowering women over 40 through their midlife transitions. She transitioned from a 25-year career in corporate HR to follow her passion for health and wellness, driven by her own battles with weight and health. Julie holds certifications as a master health coach, menopause coaching specialist, holistic health practitioner, and personal trainer, using her experiences to guide women towards better well-being in midlife. Julie, thank you so much for being a part of the Unstuck Movement. Thank you very much. It's good to be here. Wonderful to have you here. And as we start these episodes off, I love to ask a question and use that question to frame the episode because we all know that great questions lead to great answers and breakthroughs in our life. So my question for you is, how can we harness and how have you harnessed the challenges in your life for meaningful change in your life? And and how does that speak into your unstuck story? Well, there are a few times I've I've been able to do that. The the biggest one and the most recent one has been after being in HR for 25 years, more than 25 years I'm dating myself. Um I wanted something more. I wasn't getting the career progression I wanted. I was feeling a bit stifled and we had this amazing opportunity through my husband's job to move to Italy for a 3-year expat assignment. I had, while I was in HR, I had become certified as a holistic health practitioner, which is holistic nutrition, aromatherapy, and um, herbology. And I loved doing those things because it was part of my own health journey that led me to study them. And I was doing them as a hobby and thought, I'd love to do this full time someday. And the opportunity came to move to Italy someplace, just as a side note, that I had promised myself I would visit when I turned 50. And as luck would have it, um, I was living in Italy when I turned 50 because we took uh, took this assignment. I left my career behind, didn't look back, and we came to Italy and I got to go into health and wellness full time and take in all of the beautiful things that Italy has to offer. But it wasn't without its set of challenges. It's a pretty big lots of things to change all at once. Yeah, how do you 
how do you go about embracing that amount of change at the same time? Um, because I, I think, you know, well, not I think I know for myself personally, change can be really difficult. One major change in your life can be really difficult. So diving into a bunch of different things at the same time, how did you balance that? What, what advice would you give for somebody going through major changes like that? Um, I think the biggest part of it for me was there's a, and I used to coordinate expatriate assignments for a living and my HR career is part of what I did. So I had an idea of how it worked. But one of, one of the things I think is most important is to keep your eye on what is it that I want to get out of this? So for example, a lot of people go on expat assignments and they look at it as an extended vacation. I didn't look at it that way. I looked at it as a complete change in the way I live my life. I wanted to um, go headfirst into the culture and, and the language and become part of the community rather than being a visitor. Because the experience you get from things is greatly determined by what you choose to get out of it. So if you go in looking at it as I'm a visitor, I you know, it, it stays kind of superficial. And when you decide to just open up and embrace things, take, take what it, whatever comes, you get a much more rich experience. And I've, I guess I've been like that most of my life and the things that I've done there, there's a, there's a whole go big or go home sort of, um, part of my personality, but that isn't always the best approach. Hmm. Um, normally, we talk about the stressful life changes and moving is one of them, let alone moving country and then, you know, getting away from family and friends. I think the biggest thing for me in that at that point in time was I hadn't realized how much of my identity was attached to my professional career. Hmm. And I found it extremely easy to embrace the Italian culture and start learning the language because it gave me something external to focus on. The hardest part of that for me was the internal focus I needed to have to say, who am I actually? And and what do I want to be when I grow up? And how do I figure that out? And so I think by learning, embracing the external things, learning the new culture, learning the new language, it gave me confidence to start looking inward and and really asking those questions and searching for the answers and listening to my intuition to to take me down that path to to find the right answers. Hmm. So getting outside of yourself and putting yourself in that new culture where you had to like fully embrace this new place that you were living actually was the thing that you needed to find out more about yourself. Yeah. You, you learn a lot about yourself when all the things that are familiar to you are no longer there. That's really interesting, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, man, that kind of hits me in a certain way as you're saying that, because I think about, you know, we all, well, I shouldn't say we all, but a, a lot of people, I think anybody who would listen to a podcast like this is desiring to grow and transform and change and improve in their life. And mm -hmm. when you're doing that, when you're on this journey of improving yourself and, and, and discovering more about yourself, you can get caught in this loop of thinking about yourself a lot, which yeah. I mean, you could technically call narcissism, right? Where you're so concerned with yourself, you forget, uh, that actually the way to change is to engage with the rest of the world and through serving others or 
diving into something brand new that is completely foreign to you, that's where you actually find out the most about yourself. It, and it seems, yeah, and I, Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I think, I think it's, I find it easier because you, when I'm removed from a particular situation, I don't have all of those familiar things pulling me. And, and I'm not saying everybody should just, you know, move country and, and do something so radical. But I think sometimes the, the familiar things keep us in our comfort zone and make it more difficult to look objectively and look deeply and embrace the yuck that goes along with having to experience the uncertainty and those feelings and look at parts of ourselves that maybe we're not super happy about. I think that's the big thing right there is facing uncertainty, right? Mm -hmm. So something new that's totally foreign. Uh, you know, if I just name a couple of things like trying a new activity, uh, you know, for me a few years ago, it was martial arts, starting taking jujitsu that pushed me way outside of my comfort zone, starting a lots of people want to start a business. And oftentimes I'll, I'll say like when you, I didn't realize this starting a business, but what happens is you go on this personal development journey that you never even knew you were going to go on. So that's a great way of throwing that change into your life. Right. So there's lots of ways you can do it in your, in your own hometown, wherever you are. There's lots of ways sure. to embrace that that journey that you went on. I think that's huge. That's so important to talk about because a lot of times we want to change when we get stuck on us and what do I have to do? And, you know, we get too focused on us. And when we focus on other people and our surroundings and something new in our life, then we that's when we really discover who we really are and the things we need to work on. That's really, really good. I love that. You mentioned... I wrote this down because I think this is really good. You said that uh, you, you've been very good at embracing things throughout your life. And so I wrote down embrace versus resistance. And most of the time when it comes to change, people want to resist, right? We we usually resist change. People don't like to change. Our our egos don't like to change. So what do you think is, is about you that love that finds it easier to embrace than resist? And how can people embrace things uh, in a more natural way. Well, I I think resistance is normal, and um, again, a lot of it has to do with the way we think about things, the way we perceive things. And I I'm I'm not immune to resistance. I there are there are places in my life where I resist a lot of different things, but one of one of the things that I find to be super important is maintaining what we call a beginner's mindset because there's always something new to learn from a situation we may we may not be seeing things uh, um from the right perspective from the perspective that will help us understand things more greatly and and one of the things i was saying is that we forget that beliefs are not facts we get so entrenched in our beliefs and our beliefs are based on our own experiences to where our mind starts to seek out things that confirm what we think. And beliefs are really just thoughts that are repeated over and over until that becomes our truth. But even research studies, you can take a research study and it shows these are the facts that we came out with and another research study will show something completely different. So data are data, but beliefs are not facts. And when we can get around that, kind of attitude because that's where ego really comes in 
it helps us be more open to exploring what's possible, seeing different sides of things, seeing different perspectives, and maybe embracing the opportunity to say, okay, where might this take me? Because, you know, change is difficult, but quitting is harder because you never know what would have been. Yeah. Yeah. Never taking the chance is the most painful. I always love that quote. Uh, would you rather have the pain of discipline or the pain of regret? Right. Cause the pain of regret might not hurt right now, but it's going to hurt later on in life. The pain of discipline now hurts right now, but you grow from that and you change from that. Right. Uh, and yeah. man, it's, that's such an easy one. I, I think of that one often whenever I'm not yeah. doing the things I know I need to do to change. I'm <laughs> yeah, it's really comfortable to not change right now. It feels good right now. Ah, to just keep doing the same thing, even though I don't want it anymore. But to change it, that's a whole different story, right? To step into that is a whole different story. Uh, are there things that you practice in your daily life that help you to keep that mindset? Are there things you do on a daily basis to keep yourself changing and evolving? What are some of the, the habits and practices you have? My my main habits are. Um, I do a short meditation in the morning, which really helps center my mind. And some days it's two minutes and some days it's 20 minutes. It depends on my energy and how much time I have. But I make sure I do something, even if it's sitting quietly and focusing in on my breath. I find that centers my mind and makes things um, makes it easier to keep things in perspective. Um, because life is crazy. Things will pile up and come at us from different directions. And I, I find that that helps a lot. Um, regular exercise because it's a good stress burner. It's a good energizer. It it helps your brain. It's the world's best antidepressant. It's it does so much. And as we age, our bodies um, atrophy. Our bodies and minds atrophy if we don't continue to use them. And the more we use them in a good, healthy, supportive way, the more they'll give back to us. So those those are things that that definitely help me. I also have a a quote that my coach uses. I'm not sure where it originated, but she always says your income will never exceed your personal development. Mm. And in the past I resisted working with coaches of my own because even though I knew they helped me, I kept telling myself I couldn't afford it. But this year I'm I'm working with a few different coaches in different areas of my life. And it has completely changed the way I look at things. It's completely changed the way I approach my business. I'm a better coach because of it. I feel like I'm a better human because of it. And and I'm getting to learn new things about myself all the time so that I can find ways to to live in accordance and alignment with my values. And I think that's a big place where a lot of us get out of alignment. We say, oh, I'd really like this, but I can't do it because I have all these other responsibilities. Yeah. But usually dissatisfaction and unhappiness comes because our actions and our intentions and our values don't line up. And it's easy to look at external things to blame because as you said, that discipline, that that focus, that commitment may not be the easy way in the short term, but in the long term, it's what makes all the difference. Hi, my name is Jose Escobar, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Connected Leaders Academy. We're a growing tribe 
a community of entrepreneurs all over the world, globally, all across the country, high performers, titans of industry. If you're an entrepreneur and you're looking to grow personally and professionally, scale your influence, develop your skill sets, move the needle in your business, more clients, more money, more profit, the bottom line, and of course, grow your circle and your network like never before, this is where you want to be. Join the Connected Leaders Academy today. We are scaling massively. We want to welcome you in. Check me out on Instagram and on Facebook, the at symbol JASCO25. We look forward to having you join us. Take care. Yeah, I love that. It's so true. And the thing about uh, coaches is, uh, you know, I think for for the most most of the, the country, I'm, I'm thinking of the United States, perhaps even the world, therapies, uh, you know, therapy and counselors, they're pretty well known and accepted in the culture, right? And so mm-hmm. we, we always, we really need a third party perspective to be able to look at our situation from outside of ourselves, somebody to observe it in a completely unbiased way. It's so helpful and important because it's so hard for us to do that. So I think we're really accustomed to going to a therapist or a counselor, at least most people are, to a, a, like assess the past and work through things from the past. But ad- adopting the concept of what a coach is and why a coach is so important because they look towards the future and like where you want to go and how to get yourself to that place, right? And uh, I feel like that's incredibly helpful uh, because I, those two things, those two in tandem. So I have a therapist and I have a coach, right? And I have a mentor and a mastermind group. So there's always people that are looking outside of me to, yeah. to here's what I'm saying, but what am I not seeing? Here's what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but what do I not, what do I need to be doing and what do I not need to be doing? <laughs> what should I not be doing? Right. So yeah. having those perspectives is so helpful and so powerful. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, one of the things I did want to ask you, because reading in your bio, you're dedicated to empowering women over 40 through their midlife transitions, right? And I'm I'm 40 right now. I'm not a woman, obviously, but I'm going through a midlife transition, right? I started a new career a couple of years ago. Um, I, I got divorced. I'm getting remarried this year as I'm 40. And I am noticing like that, they say midlife crisis kind of thing. I don't feel like I'm going through a crisis per se, but I feel a big transition. I feel like a new phase of my life. I'm, I'm stepping into that. Speak to that a little bit, just in, um, it's pretty normal, right? It's pretty standard for somebody to go through some sort of like 40, 50 transition at that, around that age in their life, go through that transition. How do they navigate that better? Uh, and why does it happen? Do you have any insight on why does that happen? It's because that seems to be a very normal thing. Um, I can tell you why it happens. And certainly I could go way down a rabbit hole with women's health issues because I, I've recently finished the menopause coaching certification. And um, what happens in our bodies after a certain age, is, there is a physical and physiological change that happens. I think mentally and emotionally, we're at the point where we've got some life experience. Maybe we've raised children. We've dealt with trauma and crisis, and we've established a a certain level of resilience. And I think at some point, our give a damn meter gets turned way, way down. And we don't care as much about what other people think. We want more things out of life. We, Especially now, 40s and 50s, we start to see people around us 
getting ill or or passing away. We see these things happening and it it's a reality check for us to say, I don't know how much time I have left, but I want to do something with it. And and I think sometimes along with that goes that sense of anxiety because then we start saying, oh, I've lost all this time because I didn't start early enough, um, which isn't necessarily true. Um, I mean, I'm you know, 59 now, and I just started my new career a few years ago. So it's, I don't think it's ever too late, but, um, but I physically, our bodies do change. And we start to realize that the things we did in our 20s and 30s may be catching up with us now physically. We don't have that level of energy. If you had those party years, it's taken a toll on your body. If you haven't exercised regularly, you're starting to feel cricks and creaks and aches and pains that you might not have had before. And if your diet isn't reasonably healthy, that's all of that constant input starts to add up. And our body is really good at, at doing its best to heal naturally. But if we don't give it what it needs in order to do that properly, that's when things start to break down. And this is usually the time of life when that's most likely to happen. For women, it's a huge drop in um, estrogen levels and, and other hormone levels that affects things. And estrogen has a very protective role to play on brain and cardiovascular health and bone density and muscles, the whole way that we function. So we really do need to do things to keep our our bodies and minds healthy so that we can enjoy life in the long term. And what women don't realize, and men don't go through such a dramatic change because women with their fertility and their childbearing years have, a, this has a greater impact on their bodies. But women will start into perimenopause, which is that transition before menopause, usually from their mid-30s. And things in their body will start to change and they'll start to experience symptoms that make them make us feel like we're losing our minds or you know just what is going on this things that used to work don't my energy is different my moods are different and a lot of that has to do with the changes in our hormone levels but menopause perimenopause through postmenopause um can be a third of a woman's life and it's not just we flip a switch and and all of a sudden it's done. Once we've passed, menopause is actually one day. So perimenopause leads up to menopause. Menopause is the day, the 365th day without a cycle. That's officially menopause. And then everything after that is postmenopause, which lasts until the day we die. And, and, and it's treated, there's very little known about it. And it's treated like a medical condition rather than a phase of life. So we look mm -hmm. at, we look at it as now I'm old. And I think even, you know, whether men or women, we start to think 40s and 50s it used to be old. Our parents were behaving like old people by that time, right? Mm -hmm. And now we're here and we're still 25 inside of our head. But is that what we're supposed to do? I don't know. So I think there's a lot of turmoil there. Oh man, that's a really good, that's really a good question, right? Because yeah, how, how are we supposed to feel? Cause I'm, like I said, I'm 40. I don't feel 40 at all. Uh, I feel like I'm just getting started. I feel like you also feel the same way. 
I, I think yeah. that that's just kind of a mindset and just kind of the way uh, that's a youthful, just like a, a more um, modern day kind of mindset, or it's because we keep ourselves mentally healthy, maybe and physically healthy it might have something to do with that. You said you're 59. Julie, I would never guess in yeah. a million years that you're 59. You look so youthful. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Uh, but I think, man, I know people who, when they were 20, I thought maybe they were like 40, right? Because just how they thought, just the way they acted and the way they looked at their life. And high school was the best days of their lives and the best was behind them. I'm not even trying to cultivate this mindset. I've always had a mindset of like, I'm going to be at my best, like in my 50s. I just kind of Mm -hmm. have always felt that way. And I just kind of know that like, that's going to be like a real high point of my life. I, I don't know why. I just have always felt that way. Uh, and there's so much truth to it because we start to gain all the wisdom as we get older, right? So we start to really know who we are. My my dad would always say, like, well, 50s are good because you stop caring what anybody thinks when you're yeah. in your 50s. I'm like, oh, that sounds pretty nice because I've always carried a lot what other people think, and that drives me yeah. nuts, right? So trying to get that, trying to change that part has been, it's been, I look forward to it a lot, and the closer I get to the not caring the better it is. It's like, a, this just, just feels good. This feels like where I'm supposed to be. When you're working with women going through these phases in their life and they're going through, like you said, it's not a med- medical condition. It's a phase of life and you're stepping into a new phase of life. What do you usually talk to these women about embracing, right? So is this is this when you're seeing them step into the real versions of themselves, uh, you know, embrace a part of themselves they never accepted before, is that a time like they they want to start a business or something like that or venture off into something that they want to create on their own? What are the things you usually encourage women to do at that at that phase? Is there a, a similar pattern that pops up? It tends to be about 90% of the women who come to me come to me because they want to lose weight. But weight is a symptom, not the problem. And we look at, we start working from the inside out. Because you can't change what's outside until you change what's inside. So learning how to find find ways to feel worthy of taking care of themselves and understanding that that is going to look different now than it did before marriage and kids and stressful careers, that kind of thing. And being able and willing to to redefine what that looks like and set a health vision. This is what I aspire to. And, you know, they say, be the change you want to see in the world. It's be the person you want to become. When you start acting and thinking like that person, it will happen. And the more we fight the aging process, but I just want to lose the weight, or I just want to fit back into my clothes, or I just want to be able to do the things I used to do. The more we drag that along with us, the the further it's it's going to drag us down. So we work a lot. We, of course, we focus on nutrition. Of course, we we get them to lose weight and get in shape. And it's 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 learning to respect and care for their body and learning to understand that the things they're experiencing are normal. And helping them understand, I I mean, something simple, like I 
take a lot of nutritional supplements because I have an autoimmune issue and I have things that I need to do to take care of myself. And I normally, my, I call it my pill burger. I can just stuff a handful of supplements and swallow them and go on with my day. And I found that over the last four or five years, I've had difficulty doing that. That's a menopausal symptom. I didn't know that. Changes in in something as simple as that. Um, women, women's bodies store more fat around the the belly, and that's important because when our regular estrogen production drops from the ovaries, the fat, the stored fat produces a different kind of estrogen that actually has protective effects. And so many women are trying to get this flat belly or six pack abs. And that's exactly the opposite of what we want to do. Not that we want to walk around with a big saggy belly, but you know, there's a, there's a compromise there and learning to embrace the fact that this is my body taking care of itself. And I can focus on things that are more important. Right. And, and when I feel good about who I am and when I feel worthy of taking care of myself, that's going to happen more naturally because we take care of things we love. Oh, wow. That's so true. We take care of the things that we love. That's really good. Okay. So we're, we're coming to the end of this episode. I really love the information you're sharing. I think, you know, women who are listening, really powerful, but also for, for guys too. I think there's a lot of information of just the, just accepting and understanding transitions that are happening in your life, knowing how to embrace them. And looking at them as a blessing and not a curse, right? We look at sometimes we'll look at something as like, oh, why is this happening to me? Well, this happens to everybody. Like, embrace it. What are the great things that are coming out of it? And uh, embracing that change. That's really good. So I want to ask anybody who's watching or listening right now, the question I asked Julie at the beginning, how can you harness challenges in your life for meaningful change? And Julie, I have a mentor. His name's Ray. He's in his 80s. And the main one of the main things he would always say to me, is where is the blessing in what is happening to you right now? So there might be something that's perceived as a horrible thing in your life. It's like a burden. There's a blessing in it if you look at it the right way. And I think that's how you look at life. And that's why you're able to help so many women is you embrace these challenges as blessings. You embrace that. And now it's become something that can actually improve your life and not tear it apart. So I have all the information in the show notes if they want to get a hold of you, if they want to contact you and find out more about you and talk to you. But what would you like to leave the audience with before we sign off? What's something you'd like to leave them with? I read I read something recently. Um, it said, not all storms come to disrupt your life. Some come to clear your path. And I I think that's that's really powerful. Because hmm. life is going to have its share of storms. And we can weather them. And they'll clear a path for the right direction. Yep. Ah, that's a good quote. I love that. Cool. Thank you so much for talking today. Thank you for sharing and doing what you do. And thank you, Jolie, for being a part of the Unstuck Movement. 